Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This, this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about that episode. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, Jason? It is going so good. Uh, I uh, yeah, it's just a it's a great day to to podcast. I don't know if it is World Podcast Day, but maybe every day should be World Podcast Day. I think there's enough of them out there that it is now. Every yeah. day is podcast day. Yeah. To uh, to paraphrase a quote like uh, from from Thirty Rock with Tracy Jordan, live every week like it's podcast week. So. But that was about Shark Week. So, yeah. Anyway, how are you, Jeremy? <laughs> I'm good. I'm 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 excited to talk about this episode. Great, because we just we just get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. 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 Which episode is it, Jeremy? Uh, this is the uh, women in garbage. I mean, yes. not literally. Well, yeah. They, no, they just bit. deliver. They just uh, pick it up. They, del- they deliver garbage. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> well, there, there, there is there is a garbage delivery. There is, but I, it would be funny if you had like garbage sus- people were just moving garbage around. Yeah, worst subscription service ever. Yeah, like oh, uh, I don't want this garbage. Well, you paid for it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, season five, episode eleven: "Women in Garbage," and uh, there are there are three storylines that we're going to follow this 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 episode. We have. Mm-hmm. Tom, Ben, and Andy working out some business ideas for for Tom's for Tom. We have Ron and Diane's daughters and Ann Perkins uh, or Hanson. Uh, and we also have Leslie and April trying to overthrow the patriarchy once again. And so, um, yeah, so it's a uh, there's uh, th- this episode before we jump into talking about it. What, what are your feelings about this episode, Jeremy? My my feelings were I didn't remember this episode very well, and uh, okay. there were it was it was kind of it was a I don't know it was it felt flat in a way that's that's all I can kind of there were I didn't I didn't find myself laughing out loud as much I kind of chuckled a few times um, mm-hmm. it, it didn't really move a lot forward Ron and uh, Ron's relationship was you know is it's kind of cool he's growing with the girls and stuff um, Tom's kind of fixes, I guess, a problem that he had and, uh, the, you know, Leslie's Leslie-ing. So it was like, yeah, that was fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Parks and Rec. I mean, I'm not, you know, it's kind of hard because it's like any Parks and Rec is good parks is a good, is good television. So, but, but within the pantheon of Parks and Rec, it's, it was kind of like, yeah, this, it's a, it's a good episode. It's okay. It's fine. What about you? Yeah. Well, it is a pretty closed off episode. So it doesn't move anything forward with lot 48 and the Mm -hmm. tension between Jeremy jam and Leslie. Um, And so it really is just all of these people doing things, but no real story advancement, which is fine. So sometimes you need that. I mean, the stakes of parks and rec is if it's just too high all the time, we'd be exhausted. Yeah. It's not the West wing. No. Yeah. They're not solving world problems. Um, they're just dealing with the small problems of a small town in the bleakness that is Pawnee. September so. 30th. Hmm? September 30th. That's International Podcast Day. Oh, good. Good. Well, listener, save this. Pause this and then like remind yourself on your phone to come back and listen to this on September 30th. And uh, happy International Podcast Day. Thanks for joining <laughs> yeah. us. We may... We made this just for you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about these three storylines. Let's let's start with the the Tom storyline. And uh, Tom, it uh, is in his office, and Ben comes in uh, asking him, like, "Hey, you sent me this text. I'm pretty sure it was a lie, but Michael Stipe is not actually here." And, uh, and Tom's <laughs> like, "Right, it was a lie." Um, and uh, and Ben's like, "I knew it was, but I, I had to know for sure." And Tom's like, "I knew that. Uh, that's why I sent it." Now, fun fact about uh about uh ben's uh, actor person his other persona i'm blanking on his name oh man adam scott adam scott yes adam scott and um the 
um, Scott Ackerman, they have a podcast called You Talking You Two to Me. Um, <laughs> and so they went through and listened to all of the U2 albums as they were preparing for a new release years ago. You Talking You Two to Me. Then they also did a podcast about REM. And I can't even remember the title of the REM podcast, but it's basically the same premise. So Ben Wyatt, uh, Ben Wyatt loves REM, but Adam Scott also truly loves REM. And so it is a, uh, I just found that a funny little thing here that he came because uh, he thought maybe he would meet Michael Stipe, the lead singer of REM. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he comes to investigate that. And uh, Andy comes and he's like, where's the free Skittles? <laughs> and Tom actually gives him Skittles. And Ben is so disappointed because <laughs> Andy gets his thing, but uh, Ben didn't get his thing. So um, one, one of those things is not like the other, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And so uh, so Tom's like, look, I brought you here because I need to learn how to do how to basketball, basically, because all the kids come into my shop. All they talk about is basketball. And so uh, he wants to be able to relate to them. And so he has one jock and one geek who loves stats. And uh, and so Tom says, please cancel the rest of your plans for the day. And Andy, his response is no need. My only plan was to buy Skittles. <laughs> so that worked <laughs> out for him. Uh, and then uh, so they cut to the basketball court. And oh, no, I used the wrong color. Uh, sorry, I have to scroll a bit. Oh, lower. listener, this is amazing. <laughs> There's been a glitch in the matrix here. I, Jason, I Jason, the different color coded wrong. He doesn't know where to go. He's like an uh, ant that's gone off the path uh, right uh, now. He's just uh, banging into a wall uh, over and over again. I, I need to fix it too. So I don't fall into this trap later. <laughs> <laughs> I want to skip it. So boom. Oh, oh man. That was close. Oh man. Are you in this file as I'm working on it? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so they, they go to the, um, that was, that was intense. I know. I mean, talk about stakes. Uh, so they go to the basketball court and uh, Ben is and Andy are trying to teach Tom how to basketball. And Tom is terrible. Uh, his first uh, move. Uh, Andy is blocking him. And Tom's response is he's too big. I can't <laughs> see over him. It's not fair. <laughs> Everyone should be the same size. Um, and Ben is like, you got to like create space. You got to dribble around him. You got to move. And so he does. And then he shoots and he misses terribly. And it's just, did I basketball? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's, it's not going well. And so then it cuts to a montage, a training montage of all these different things. And Tom's standing out on the side uh, and looking at his phone and the ball comes to him and he drops it and he freaks out uh, that he may have broken his screen. Uh, Tom's heart is not in the game. Uh, and then, so they come back, uh, and he's doing a little better. He, he does a layup. He's like nothing but net, which not true. Uh, not true. A lot of backboard and, on that one. Yeah. And uh, and so Andy's like, nice. You're officially a baller. And Tom's response is, I've been a baller since birth, son. Now I'm an athlete. <laughs> and Andy, <laughs> Andy doesn't want to say anything discouraging ever. And so he's like, he's shaking his head and looking down at the crowd, looks at the camera like, I don't know. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's like, no, he's not an athlete. So then Tom, because he's, you know, excellent at basketball, challenges some young children to uh, play against him uh, and and Ben and Andy. And they say for sure. And Ben is like, this can only go bad. Uh, and so <laughs> I love Ben's goggles, too, because I don't I don't know if he wears contacts or he's just scared of getting poked in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I saw somebody playing basketball with goggles. I didn't know if they'd like just got back from the pool. It's like, what's happening? But then also like the, the basketball, like face guard in, in case somebody has like a broken nose and, but they're back on the, Oh, on the oh, yeah. court, you know, like that is terrifying to look at. <laughs> like just, just yeah, the, the clear, the clear face mask. Yeah. And then you get I, all sweaty in there. Oh I, yeah. I hate that. And so whenever somebody's using that, I'm like, please just take some days off. Like get your <laughs> no, face you can't. Not, not in the playoffs, man. You just gotta, you gotta do it. Uh, gotta go, gotta play. Yeah. So playing against these kids is not good. Uh, they're all bad, and uh, the kids are really good. 
Uh, and so um, Tom, at one point, he's just holding the ball, pivoting, uh, and also traveling while he's pivoting, which is great camera mm-hmm. work because you could see like he's moving both of his feet off the floor. It's like, that's a travel. That's not a pivot. Um, but he's holding it and uh, a guy just takes it right out of his hands. He's like, hey, that's a steal. You can't do that. That's not allowed. Uh, and then when the kid's like, hey, you own Rent-A-Swag and you suck at basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and Ben's response, well, you suck at being polite, sir. Sir? <laughs> this is like 14 year old. Yeah. Um, so they're like, look, we have an actual game tomorrow. So we're going we're gonna to go. Uh, and then Andy tries to dunk and <laughs> misses. Uh, but his momentum leads him to like run into the pad on the uh, the block wall and he's on the ground like that wall was so close <laughs> uh andy I, you know in high school you remember high school uh you play in a gym right it made out yeah. of cinder block and stuff and the wall mm-hmm. is right there um some but, some some can be yeah well i've in my high school experience like it's always been like the really close to a wall because the basketball court, like high schools aren't funded enough to have like stadiums or arenas where uh, they can have people behind the the backboard for the players to fall into. And, True. Uh, you know, so. But they do have the, played, the, sta- the, the stanchion where you, you hit the, the upright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, like there's the there's the padded. But yeah. Right. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. I played. So I played. You, you some, played some round basketball. Ball. Some some mm-hmm. you 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 shot the rock into the did, yeah into the into the basket. Uh, yes. And did you ever have uh, an experience where like you were playing in a, an arena type setting in like college or high school where like for like maybe like a bigger game uh, where you fell into people? Uh, oh, yeah. In high school, high school. One time I went to go save a basketball that was going out of bounds and I took out three cheerleaders that were right. way too close to the sideline. Yeah. Where they were supposed to be. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. So they like, were they're, they're close. It was, it was too close. When that happens. Uh huh. Do you say anything to these people that you fall into? Like, sorry. Or do you just get up and be like, back to the game? No, you just got to go. You just got to go. You don't, there's no time for pleasantries. Okay. They, sh- they shouldn't have been that close anyway. Yeah, I figured. I just, I just, you know, I never know. Like, I can't hear what they're saying when they fall on all the people right there. And so, <laughs> some like, in the some NBA, people, <clears throat> yeah, some people have season tickets, so they're there all the time. Right. And and so does like, I don't even know basketball players' names anymore. Does Steph Curry like? He doesn't really do this, but. Uh, does he like when he falls into the, those people on at the end of the the court there? Does he say, "Hey, Jim, what's happening?" You're back. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because there's the the playoffs right now, and the Phoenix Suns have a player called named called named Devin Booker, and he's he's really good. And uh, he hits a shot, got fouled. This happened just a couple of days ago, and there was a guy who brought his infant son or kid with him and he took his kid and he like held his arm out so Devin Booker is like laying sitting on the ground he had gotten <laughs> fouled and just kind of like pushed himself off the court and just kind of sitting there looking around he made the shot it was an incredible shot and the guy takes his kid and puts him his arm out to like fist bump him and Booker looks over and gives this 18 month kid like a fist bump it had to have been younger than that it's like less than a year old and just fist bumps him and gets up and runs off so they That's do awesome. a lot of that kind of stuff yeah and so like sometimes they'll they'll knock people's beers over drinks or whatever and you know people come get them other ones or you know they'll they'll sit there sometimes like i think uh one time lebron just sat down and like ate somebody's like nacho That's right? funny. Like, yeah so so that stuff does happen yeah, that's one of the things I do appreciate about basketball is like you're right there. Mm-hmm. Like if you have money, you're right <laughs> there. Um, you know, all of my basketball games that I went to when the Sonics were still here um, were very far away from the court. So, um, yeah. yeah. So you can like talk to players and you know they can hear you yes. in basketball, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so. 
Uh, okay, thank you for answering that question for me because I, I didn't know. Oh, I have another, you're the, yeah. the next scene I also have another question with. I don't know if you Fantastic. noticed this, but okay. they're back okay. in Tom's office. All right. And Andy is trying to like comfort Tom and saying, like, hey, those who cares that those kids think you're lame? That's not who you want shopping at rent a swag and rent a swag anyway. Um, and Tom's <laughs> like, no, that's exactly who I want there. Um, and, and he's like, oh, that sucks. Uh, so it, <laughs> and then Ben is like, hey, let me show you something. And he has this. Uh, this is a, a sore spot here. He pulls up a press conference with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. Who used to be Sonics. Um, and uh, they're doing a press conference after a bad loss. Um, and Ben is like, look, even the greats get beat, but they get out there the next day. But the thing about Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook that Tom picks up from this is those are some sharp dressed individuals and they always mm-hmm. looked good in those press conferences. Um, and so, uh, so Tom's like, I got, <laughs> I just dribbled up an idea. No, I double dribbled it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and like, you didn't learn anything about basketball. You've learned nothing. He runs off. <laughs> uh, and then Andy is like, Hey, you're a really good friend. Can I borrow $1,500? You're not allowed to ask what for. And then he just says fireworks. <laughs> Which is great. It's so Andy. Um, so, but here's my question for you. Andy's shirt mm-hmm. had two red dots on, like, just oh, by his left shoulder. Where did that come from? What was that? I, I <laughs> honestly didn't notice. Oh, man. Yeah. So next time you watch this. How's the podcast? Yeah. No, I, okay, go ahead. I didn't watch it. Okay. Yeah. Listener, like, what are those red dots? Like this is a professional television show. Like those red dots cannot be an accident. Where did those come from? And it it bothered me as I was watching that scene. I was like, where are what are those red dots? What are they? Anyway, that's uh that's how my brain works. Uh so then uh the credit scene is the wrap-up of Tom's story in this episode, and there is a uh, high school, junior high press conference with uh, a kid, uh, Brandon Turnville. Um, and uh, he's talking to the, one of the kids that, that Tom was playing against, Josh. And uh, so they're doing like a post-game interview, like how, what, what led to the victory and basically doing based, uh, pro sport talk person saying nothing, uh, really. And then, uh, and then <laughs> Tom true. jumps in and says, thanks, tiny reporter. <laughs> Uh, and he makes this <laughs> that made me laugh out loud <laughs> thanks tiny reporter um and tom's not that much larger than that reporter um and so he then turns this into an ad for uh for rent a swag so after all of your basketball games you know post-game press conferences you got you need fashion needs and so he lists all the stuff that they can get at rent a swag and ends it with now that's basketball so I guess <laughs> it's working great. It's working great, Tom. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that, that I think is the most fun of the stories in this episode. Just it's short. It's quick. It, I, I just, um, yeah, it's Andy being Andy needing to borrow $1,500 for, for fireworks. <laughs> What's the most you've ever spent on fireworks? Uh, me personally, yeah, like ten dollars. Really, ten dollars? That's yeah, not a lot. Okay. I I'm not. It's just really honest. And I know I know I'm gonna sound to some people. I'm gonna sound like a Fourth of July curmudgeon, but it it literally feels like I'm blowing up money, like I'm just lighting it on fire. So I mean, it, it's pretty when it happens or lame, depending upon what you buy. Um, we've 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 done some cul-de-sac fire uh displays. I don't mm-hmm. know what you quite call it, but uh. You know, there's been some some pretty lame, you know, things like the tanks that you light and then they go pop and like, oh, that was six dollars. Yeah. Cool. You're paying way too much for tanks. <laughs> yeah. Who's your tank guy? <laughs> Who's your tank guy? Um, it's like you got some of them, some of them Russian tanks. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, I got it from a, a used tank. <laughs> I, bought, I bought this from a Ukrainian. He was towing it with a tractor. <laughs> Uh, the world. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you cry. So, uh, all right. Um, the uh, let's look at Ron and and uh, and and Anne and uh, the girls' storyline. 
because we let's do it. We cut to Ron's office and uh, Zoe and Ivy Lewis, Diane's daughters, are with him and they are uh, going crazy in his office. And you can see on Ron's face like I want to die. Um, and, uh, and so, and stops in, like, Hey, I just need to drop something off and what's going on and cut to talking head. And Ron's like, girls are on break. Sitter couldn't watch them. So I'm watching them, uh, while Anne has to work, which is interesting because she works at a school, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's a vice, vice principal. Right. And the girls are on break. Are they not in the same school district? Shouldn't Diane also be on break? Um, I don't. Yes. Maybe it's an in-service day. Maybe it's oh, yeah. report card days. Oh, no. All right. All right. I'm with it. Because like, those are half days. Those are, for people who don't have kids, report card week is the worst because it's just a week of half days. Mm-hmm. So they can it's, like waste our time driving and then do meetings for the other half of the day and yeah. tell our kids are like, they, they came to school. Like, we know that we just picked them up and drove them there. Yeah. I would love it if they would just do like a movie day on the other half of the day. I don't even care what movie it is. <laughs> just, 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 keep, just keep them there. Keep them there. They don't need to come home where I live. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, Ron is like, okay. I, so, I'm watching them while they're on break. So, I borrowed some markers from Leslie, some stickers from Leslie, and a light bright from Andy. And the light bright has written out the word poop <laughs> on it. And Ron's pretty stoked about that. Um, and so Anne comes in and Ron's like, hey, girls, this is Anne. She's great. And Anne is awkward to children. Uh, she calls them dudettes, asks if they're stoked about the weekend. <laughs> uh, and then starts talking uh, like they're infants. And Ron's like, they're not infants. Um, and so I like, I don't know. I'm weird with kids. And then asks, do you guys like Coldplay? <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> and then she You're, runs away. Well, she just runs away. Yeah. That's the and appropriate then, response at that point. Yeah. You're weird. And she runs away. And then Jerry comes in and is like, well, hey, girls. And Ivy just looks at him and goes, no. <laughs> and Jerry's like, okay. <laughs> and he walks away, uh, which is really great. Um, and uh, so then um, they are back in Ron's office, they're sitting on the floor and they're painting Ron's shoes red, which is not great. Um, But Ron is a trooper. uh, And Diane comes and says, oh, hey, you made it. You lived. Uh, And Ron's like, yeah, it couldn't have been better. Great time. And Diane breaks some bad news that Sitter's still out of town. So could Ron watch them again tomorrow? And Ron says, yes. Um, And and so celebration. But then it cuts to Ron in his office alone, stickers on his shirt, office is a total mess, and he's just drinking by himself because that's he's preparing for the next day of watching the kids. Um, so cut to next day, and Ron comes into Ann's office, and uh, this this scene made me laugh. The way it was shot was so great because he comes in, he's like, couldn't find you in the directory. I thought your name was Hanson for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, Perkins. It's like, well, you look more like a Hanson. Uh, <laughs> that was the other. That was the other one that laughed out loud too. That's, yeah. So I was, uh, I was like, this is season five. <laughs> yeah, he still doesn't know her last name. But again, his best friend. They still don't talk sometimes. Exactly. So, best friend he's ever had. Yeah. Uh, and so Anne's like, or he says, the girls are here again, and they're asking to play with you. And Anne's like, I thought they hated him. He's like, no, total opposite. They loved you. Um, and, uh, and so, and then Anne realizes like, or do they hate me? And you're just desperate and tired. And Ron's like, either way, can you help? Either and, way. <laughs> uh, and he's like, they're playing with my landmine and the camera shoots to Ron's office, which is across the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Ron couldn't find Anne's office, <laughs> which is across the hall from his office. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I didn't put those two together, but I did. I realized that her, her office was across the hall, but I didn't realize that he had said, I couldn't find you. So the- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's really funny. And you can like see right into like right, right into, into it. <laughs> That's so that is funny. Yeah. I thought that was one of the best like visual gags uh in this this whole episode is just like it's right there 
So, um, I, I, I love this podcast cause I learned so much about parks and rec. <laughs> well, we're doing the research for folks, man. We're doing the research. Uh, so cut to Anne working with, uh, watching the kids. Um, and she tells them a ghost story about a blood hungry witch wearing their mom's face like a mask. And the girls are freaking out. And Ron's like, what is wrong with you? Uh, and says so like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And so it's like, you want to play with my nurse kit, which I find hilarious because you would like, why does she have a nurse kit? Uh, I know she is a nurse, but you and I are both married to nurses. They never walk around with kits. Does, no. does Terry ever have a kit? Like, <laughs> no, the most the most she ever had was one of those little pen flashlights. And there, she just had like four of them at the bottom of her purse or something. Right. Because she, she forgot put to like, in the leave purse it at, work at work and didn't mean to take them home. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Like, that's that's the extent of the kit. Kathy um, used to work at a clinic as a receptionist and like doc, like uh, drug reps would come in like legal drug reps, not like. Not like dudes off the street. Like, hey, I'm representing okay. crack. Um, so. I'm here. I'm here from the cocaine coalition. <laughs> you can get cocaine from a pharmacist. Um, you just have to have a prescription. So you, it's weird, but you can you can get it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's so true. she it's true. would have all these like drug pens, like pens with drugs on them, like drug names, not drugs on them. Uh, so. Meth. Oh my gosh, drug drug names are the are the dumbest thing. The worst one that I saw the other day, Skyrizzy. Yeah, what is that? It sounds like that's the disease. <laughs> I mean, or a rapper. One of the other two. I I can't tell. Drug or rapper name. Skyrizzy. 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 Yeah. Uh I don't even know what Skyrizzy does, but I do know after watching the commercial that if I'm allergic to Skyrizzy, I should not take Skyrizzy. <laughs> The only one way to find out. <laughs> it's like, how would I know? <laughs> it's like just like a doom loop here of of of, unde- of undecision. Um, That's why you have to have the pen with the phone number on it so you can call exactly. when you're having the reaction. I think I'm allergic to Sky Rizzy. My kidneys just fell out. Really? What's Side happening? Effects may we include. didn't know if it was a real medicine. <laughs> <laughs> we just put a name on something. Didn't you read the name? <laughs> this should have been your uh, first clue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know this isn't real. Uh, but she would come home with like all kinds of drug rep pens and she mm-hmm. had a viagra pen and she used it all the time because she's like this is actually like the best pen <laughs> it was a hard it wasn't very hard to use sorry i mean oh. i mean it Boo. it was it was it worked as long as it needed to work and like she never was like writing for four hours or anything so she didn't have to no. call a doctor um, i was like man my <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, so Anne has a nurse kit. And so they start saying like with the kids, like, hey, let's play doctor with your dolls and like test reflexes, all the stuff. The girl, the girls are having a super fun time. And Anne's like, I got this, Ron. Go ahead and get back to work. Uh, and so. Then, <laughs> Ron's uh, already out. Like when she yeah, turns to gone. talk to him, he's gone. Yeah. Um, and so the uh, come back and we see Anne working with the kids and things are going great. Um, and she does a talking head where she's like, uh, Hey, hot tip for all you babysitters out there. Let your kids play with medical tools all the time. And Ron comes while she's doing the talking head and like grabs her by the shoulder. Like we have a problem. Uh, and the girls had locked themselves in the conference room and are doing surgery, uh, with Anne's tools because Anne is a terrible babysitter and walked away from the kids having, uh, medical tools to play with. And so Ron is freaking out. The girls are not uh, unlocking the door because only doctors are allowed in the operating theater. Uh, and uh, and so Ron is like, stand back. He's going to throw a printer through the window. And he's like, that's not a good idea. Uh, someone's got to have keys. And Jerry comes like, I have keys. Uh, and, uh, and Ron's like, I, I never thought I would say this, but I'm glad you're here. So then Jerry pulls out his keys and it's like a hundred keys. And so he's got to go through all of them. Um, and the girls are, are they have her uh, and scissors and like the patient needs a haircut. Her hair is infected. <laughs> and so they, right. start, yeah. they start cutting each other's hair and uh, Ron is freaking out. Uh, and Jerry is having a hard time because uh, he's not good under pressure. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, cutting girls, cutting each other's hair and Ron and 
and can only watch. And so finally cut back. Jerry finally finds the key, opens the door. And, and Ron's like, why do you have so many keys? Um, and so Zoe is like, hey, we did surgery just like you taught us. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then Ivy has the idea of cutting off our toes. Uh, so then, and finally realizes I should take these things away from you. Um, and Ron is, is so mad and he, he's like, you got to fix this. And, and Ron's like, no, and says, no, one's got hurt. And Ron's like, no, it's really bad. I love this woman. Oh, what? Aww. That's a big, that's a big step for Ron. And he wants to show her he's capable of watching the kids. Uh, and now something horrible has happened. And Anne key, keys in. It's like, you just said you love Diane. And Ron's like, no, no. I don't. <laughs> uh, and the girls are like, Ron loves mommy. Ron loves mommy. And Ron's like, <laughs> he says, for God's sake, Hanson, <laughs> will you please focus on the larger problem? <laughs> and so the girls are teasing him and, and Anne starts teasing him. And Ron runs out the door saying, I love nothing. <laughs> That's probably that's probably my favorite part of their that whole storyline right there. Ron, just, I love nothing. <laughs> I love nothing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a great. It was a really great scene. Um, and uh, and so, Ron cut back to end of day. Diane's there. Ron's walking uh, her into the office area. He's like, hey, first of all, no one got hurt, but there was an incident. And Diane sees uh, the the girls with the haircut, and she starts laughing. Because it's like, you know, it's just, they're just girls. It's fine. They're kids. Um, once Zoe put Ivy in the dryer. Uh, so Ron's like, I'm really sorry. I feel like I let you down. And Diane, Diane is so great. She says, it's sweet how much you care. That's why I love you. And Ron's <gasps> like, oh, well, I love you too. And, uh, and so Anne is like, well, that's my cue. And then the girls, they, they give Anne a hug. They're like, we're so, we buy Anne. And Anne has this, oh. I'm not terrible with kids moment. So yeah. So fun. That's, that's nice. Fun arc there. So yeah. So those are the two uh, C plot, B plot. Now we're on to the A plot, A plot, which starts with uh, Leslie in the conference room with, um, with a character who has probably the best name in this whole episode. <laughs> Paula Hork. Uh, Leslie wants to learn about Paula Hork's time on the city council. Uh, and as she introduces us to her, um, Paula, uh, blows her nose. So like the name Hork is like right away, we get the, <laughs> her horking into something. Uh, and April asks how old is that handkerchief and paula's response is well it's not a handkerchief it's a receipt <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Ow. so uh she's a great example um and so leslie is trying to like talk about uh how to incorporate more women into city government and and so she's talking to paula about her time and trying to say we've we've uh, come a long way but we still have a long ways to go um and uh and Paula talks about how the, it was a real boys club back then, smoked cigars, snapped a bra. They wore uh, mirrors on the shoes to look up her skirt. And when, when she says that, Donna's John was like, like yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Leslie says, well, it's a Hedge Report is now a per pervert free people's club. And Anne points out, except for Dexart, <laughs> who is self-described pervert. And Milton tried to kiss you. Uh, and so Leslie's like, oh, man, I guess it's not perfect. Uh, and Paula points out that this comes up later. The councilman used to keep a calendar of her menstrual cycle. Um, and Leslie is shocked by this. And Paul is like, oh, yeah, once I try to start a commission to get more jobs for women and they dismissed me, saying it was my time of the month. And they were right because of the calendar. <laughs> 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 so uh, so Leslie's like, you, you know what? This is terrible. I'm going to get that commission going again because inequality has gone on long enough. And then April starts trolling Leslie. It's like, you're never going to get a, a, a bow with an attitude <laughs> like that. I mean, they're our masters. And then we need to always walk behind the men. And then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> so <laughs> April is April's great in this episode. Um, go back, so, go back to the receipt thing. I heard the other day, like people using things that you wouldn't normally use to, you know, with fluids and 
other bodily things. Um, I just learned the other day that before toilet paper, people used to use corn husks as toilet paper. Like the, what if you don't the, have any? The, well, you got to go go get some. You can use the you can use the the cob too. <laughs> oh, that's awful! It's before and after. It's in, in I guess in between <laughs> if you didn't have corn. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's what people used to use. So, uh, well, use what you got, are, and that's all. That's that's gross. all. That's all Paula Hork was doing. You know, yeah, just using what well, she it's had. Not a nap <laughs> handkerchief. It's a receipt. <laughs> yeah, she probably had like a biscuit in there as well. Like most grandmas carry like extra uh, food and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Anyway, so gross. Just be glad uh, you're not using corn husks. That's all. I'm always glad I'm not using corn husks. So <laughs> thank you. Um. So cut to Chris's office and Leslie has just pitched him this idea. And he said, it's a, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, and, uh, and so then he gets excited about it and he's going to have Sean and Malway Tweeb write an article about it. Uh, and he calls her his special friend and he's, and he's like, I don't really know what to call her because I don't understand young people. We did a group hang. It was like a date, but there were seven other people there. Um, and so he did not know what the nature of the relationship is. Um, He's like, labels can be bad, but they can also be good. Warning, toxic bleach is a good label. Sean and my Tweep has amazing dimples. <laughs> so that is uh, not a label, but just a, and it looks like Leslie is trying to like figure out what the label is. The way that the, the beat after he says that is like, is that a, another label? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's like, just like, right, so the commission, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all happening. Let's do this. And so, um, yeah, so then uh, April is going to help uh, run the commission, and uh, Chris, she comes up to Chris at the beginning in the council chambers, and it's like, your gender equality commission is a real sausage fest. <laughs> and uh, they look, and it's all men there, and Chris was like, I would have assumed that some of the departments would have sent women, and then he realizes, oh my god, I'm a part of the problem. <laughs> Chris is the patriarchy. He's just assuming that things are going to happen. Um, and, uh, and so Leslie like says, Hey, did anybody notice there's no women here? And Milton is there. And he's like, there's a lady right next to you (laughs) talking about Chris. No, that's just a very beautiful man. (laughs) (laughs) And Chris is like confused at first. And they're like, Oh, that's nice. Uh, and so, um, and so, uh, Milton, uh, (laughs) He's like, listen, you did a great job getting snacks ready, but we'll take it from here. Uh, and uh, unless they're like, well, I did put the snacks together and they are delicious. <laughs> um, but that's not the point. And Melton's like, round of applause for the girl. She has to leave to get more snacks. <laughs> and, and Leslie is trying to fight it back. He's like, this is my commission. And Milton is like, oh, wait, why so ornery? And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a calendar and he's like, it's not the seventh yet. <laughs> oh, Milton. <laughs> Oh, they're the worst. Um, and so uh, Milton then in the meeting is says, that, you know, the problem with hiring women is they're frail and breakable. Um, and Leslie's <laughs> like, are you thinking about light bulbs or your hip? Uh, <laughs> and uh, April uh, <laughs> says, if you were 300 years older, councilman. Uh, <laughs> and so um, so Leslie starts working through the stats and the research and the Female employment and government rate is way down and talking specifically about sanitation and the sanitation department starts clapping their hands. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and Leslie's like, why are there no female garbage collectors? And he's like, well, I don't know. We hire women for other things. Um, and he's like, you have one and she's a secretary. And the guy's like, she's the best secretary we got, except for Dan. Dan's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Dan's right there. Uh, they didn't even send the secretary to the commission uh, about women in government. Um, like because they, they had read Dan <laughs> had a better secretary than Dan, I guess. <laughs> Dan's awesome. Um, and so Leslie is like, well, there should this is a job that has good wages. You need to hire more women. And one another one of the guys like women don't apply and it's very physically demanding. I don't know if women could do it. Um, and so Leslie's like, all right, well, we're gonna do it. And uh, so cut two. The uh, outside by a garbage truck, Leslie brought binders to maximize efficiency, notes, all the stuff. And she's talking to April. We got to do that. We got to be better. And April is like, you're totally right. Let's rock this. And Leslie can't 
read April right now. She thinks she's being sarcastic. And Labor's like, no, I love it. Let's get into some garbage. Um, and uh, start talking to one of the guys. Like, have you ever hunted a dead body in the trash or body parts? Like a torso <laughs> or a head? Please say a head. Um, <laughs> so Wesley uh, is ready to, to work. And, and April wants to find weird stuff in the garbage. Uh, so they're like, all right, let's do this. Um, let's, and, uh, so they get rolling and, uh, Chris and Shauna are in a car behind the garbage truck. Uh, mm -hmm. and so Chris is trying to, as they're walking, trying to figure out their relationship. Um, and, uh, and he tries to play a word association, uh, game. And, uh, it's, so Chris starts with, uh, says a word and Shauna says the first thing that comes to mind. So you be you be Chris and I'll be Shauna. All right. Okay. All right. So go ahead. You reporter. Me. City manager. Us. Oh, magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Chris. He looks so Chris crestfallen. Is, yeah, he's like oh. so close. <laughs> Uh, and so um, Chris points out that uh, Leslie, according to Leslie's binder, they're ahead of the normal schedule. Um, and uh, they, they're talking to the manager person, Mr. Flen Flegner. Um, and Shauna says, like, are you guys ahead of schedule? And he's like, whatever, no comment. Um, and Leslie starts like posing on the truck. And, and Shauna's like, I don't have a photographer. <laughs> She's like, Google Earth. Always taking pics. <laughs> Always taking pics. <laughs> so, uh, so they keep moving. Um, and next time we see them, they're outside of a house. And April is like, this is Stacy Knobloch's house. And I went to high school with her. She was super mean. And so she's looking through her garbage. And she's like, she dyes her hair. I knew she wasn't naturally blonde. And then she finds another thing. And she says, she has to use prescription strength deodorant. This is the best day of my life. Um <laughs> And uh, Jeremy, you found something about this uh, this little prescription strength deodorant joke. That yeah, gives yeah, a bit the more second world the, here. Right, the second uh, instance of of their intentional naming with Knobloch in German means garlic, which uh, some people speculate might be the reason why she has to use prescription deodorant. Yeah, which I so, think is funny. I think that's very funny. Hork, Hork and Knobloch, Hork, Hork Knobloch, <laughs> and and Dewey is one of the garbage people. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the manager comes like, Hey, we got an unscheduled stop. Someone wanted to do a pickup. And so we got to get out of the way. Uh, and let's like, all right, let's do this. Um, let's, and they're like, all right, we have some stereotypes to overcome. And April says, and some privacy to violate. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> uh, so they get to like uh, an alley behind a, a strip mall or sort of some kind of space like that. There's a giant commercial refrigerator. And the manager says, bakery called this in. Uh, we need to get this this on that truck. So it's not a normal dump thing. They just need to take the take the bridge onto the truck. And uh, and Leslie's like, all right, we got this. Uh, and so April and Leslie try to push it onto there. And, uh, and they can't move it because it's huge. And Leslie is talking to Sean. is like, listen, um, you don't have to put this part on the record, right? the earlier part where we're doing great, put that on the record, but not this part. And she was like, I'm going to decide what's on the record. Um, and, uh, so talking head, Leslie's like the whole city's watching. I can't move this. Feminism is over in this town. And then she tries to like sneak up on the fridge and like go attack it while she's talking to the camera. And it's like, ah, I thought that would work. I don't know why it didn't. Um, so, uh, so then it's very late. It gets dark outside. And Sean is like, I'm going to have to start writing this, um soon and uh which you know so she's got to go but then she's like chris you want to go get a drink there's this really romantic uh bistro um and chris like oh that sounds great and then, and then she says it's just gonna be you me my sister a few people from work and my ex-boyfriend <laughs> and chris is like super romantic <laughs> yeah chris is like that's really confusing <laughs> uh could you uh, and they're and sitting like, they're sitting at the, they're sitting at the tiny park too yeah, yeah, that's that is true. Um, and so Chris is like, could you make sure to keep my involvement off the record? 
I don't want anybody to think you're biased because we're something. And Deshaun is like, you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to include a disclaimer about the nature of our relationship. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he has a talking head like, I guess I'll have to wait till tomorrow to find out our status. <laughs> Why did I wait? Why do I fall for somebody in the old media? Um, and so then April uh, and Leslie, they're like trying to figure out what to do. And April's like, we should just eat it. Um, we start chewing now. We can finish before the sun comes up. Uh, and it's like, no, we have to solve this problem uh, or they're never going to hire women to do this job. Um, and she's like, I shouldn't have taken this bait. It was just such tasty, righteously flavored bait. Um, <laughs> and then a man appears. <laughs> he's like, are you here to move the fridge? And they were like, ah, are you a ghost? Um, he's like, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the guy's like, why, why do you think you can lift this? You are little canaries. Those garbage men couldn't even lift it. They are like giant bears. And I was like, hold on, what do you mean? And I love this. It's like, well, bears are bigger than canaries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, no, not animal sizes. You mean they couldn't, they tried to move this earlier. And the guy's like, yeah, three days ago, it doesn't budge. Uh, they said they would come back with more guys, but they came back with canaries. So fly away, little canaries. <laughs> uh, and then let's like, hey. He's, he's from the Turkish bakery. Yeah. Oh, man, I love a good Turkish bakery. Um, and so uh, so they were like, oh, they, they, they tricked us. This is, nobody can lift this. Um, and, uh, and so Leslie... April has another idea. Like, why don't we get some PCP? You can move anything on angel dust. Uh, <laughs> and, and Leslie's like, wait, hold or, on. Or, or Sky Rizzy. Who knows? Or yeah, maybe that is angel dust. If you're allergic to Sky Rizzy, work that off uh, by attacking people. Um, so that's, yeah, anyway. Um, we also learned that April has a cousin named Hessen. <laughs> My cousin Hessen. Um, and uh, so then Leslie calls out to the, the guy like, hey, does your this refrigerator still work? He's like, oh, yeah, it works great. We just got a new one. We don't need it. So cut to next day. Chris is reading the paper and uh, Shauna's disclaimer is the city manager. Chris Traeger was present for this event and he has a personal relationship with the author. Um, and he's like, oh, cool. Personal Leslie, like personal relationship. And it's like it's not romantic, but it is descriptive. It's not even descriptive. <laughs> so. <laughs> He has no nope. idea what's going on in their relationship. Uh, and so Leslie says, maybe you should just keep it chill and see what happens. And Chris says, great advice. Impossible to follow. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris is just kind of stuck. So then Leslie. Hey, he know, at, least, at, least, at least he knows. Like he's self-aware. Like he's like, yeah, yeah that is great advice. That's just not going to happen. That. Yeah. You, so, do you know me? Yeah. He's the most intense person in the world. And so, uh, so camera kind of zooms out off of Chris and Leslie, and we see that there are uh, several women there. And uh, Leslie is like, hey, so uh, do you think the soup kitchen could use that fridge? April and I were going to haul it onto the truck effortlessly, but if you needed it. And they're like, oh, absolutely. This is great. Thank you for thinking of us. And so they said, I think of all of us can do this. We can get this on the truck. Um, and so Leslie, instead of throwing the thing away, came up with a creative solution to get more people, to get it to where it needs to go. Um, and so, like, they showed that women can do the trash hauler job. And so sanitation hired more women. Um, and April gave Leslie a gift for to commemorate, commemorate their feminist victory. Uh, what was in the gift, Jeremy? It's filled with trash. Yeah, just trash. And it, except at the bottom where there's more trash. Yeah. Yeah. And as she takes the trash out of the gift, now there is less trash in the gift. Oh, that's deep. Mm, yeah. And so, it's a trash delivery, just yep. like we said at the beginning, at the top of the show. Full circle. Circle of trash. Hot, hot circle of garbage. It's like eating a hot circle of garbage. Oh, man. I'm, that sounds good. Um, pizza. So, yeah. So that's uh, season five, episode have, 11, I have a, Women in Garbage. I have a piece right now on my counter waiting for you. Oh, I'll, I'm busy not eating from, that from last night. I'm I'm dead serious. Where did you get pizza last night? Where did you go? Uh, Domino's, a little neighborhood joint. Domino's, little, 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 yeah, Domino's. Hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Canadian bacon and pineapple. Yeah, I was thinking about getting pizza tonight. Okay. What time? I don't know where to go. What time? Dinner time. Okay. Well, it'll be well, after dinner. Let me know time what you get because. 
I have to take you know my what? Just surprise me. It's fine. That. Okay. I'll keep you posted. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hmm, now I'm thinking about pizza, maybe for lunch too. Mm. <laughs> Just in case the afternoon pizza falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. Man, pizza's so good. <sighs> you know what the best part about pizza is to bring us back on track is you can put the pizza boxes in your yard waste. Yes. So yeah, it doesn't take up valuable space in your trash can. Because the trash cans are too small in our region. Well, we shouldn't be making so much trash. That's what they're trying to tell us. But it's like, well, then stop giving me so much stuff, the world. The only way to defeat trash is by eating more pizza. Are you running for office? <laughs> I'm trying, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to get into politics. Well, I don't think it's a, pol- a political issue at this point. I mean, this is human decency. Yeah, just bringing the world together. If we just all sat down, ate some more pizza, you know. Well, I do think pizza is a uniter. It, it's, it's round, like a table, brings people together. Mm-hmm. There's usually mm-hmm. eight slices, so everybody can have uh, four slices. So it's at least two people coming <laughs> together to have a pizza. It's a That's uniter. Right. It's a summit, <laughs> so. right. The pizza My son summit. will eat so much pizza. Like we'll get a pizza, like a little Caesar's pizza, and he'll like take two pieces out, and then the other six just slide onto his plate. <laughs> like, did you guys want some? No, these are, yeah, these are for you. <laughs> like, oh, that's great, bud. Thank you for that. So, yeah. Anyway, now that I'm hungry, uh, we should probably wrap this up and uh, come back around next week for episode twelve to Anne's decision. Oh, you see, there are things that happen in this episode that lead to Anne's decision in the next episode. When she overcomes the awkwardness around children, there's a little moment of realization in Anne uh, Hansen uh, as she's trying to figure out who am I in this world? Perkins or Hansen? What am I contributing? Is there a future for my family? Find out more next week on Parks and Conversation pretty good right bye